Sandberg, your host for this podcast series, in which we share conversations with interesting and inspiring people in the large yacht industry and the yachting industry overall. Today, I am pleased to welcome Ian Martin, the co-owner of Adirondack Guideboats. Now, the name might sound a little strange to those of you who are used to us covering mega yachts and, and very large yachts, so um, it is indeed, of course, a bit unusual, but when I saw how stunning these boats are and then learned the history of the company, I knew those of you who own and enjoy the large yachts would be absolutely fascinated and want to learn more, too. So a little bit of background. During the mid, um, yeah, mid uh, mid 1800s, sorry, not mid 1900s, <laughs> the original Adirondack guideboats were really what they sound like. They were rowboats that helped people in the waters of upstate New York hunt, fish, and generally explore. They were entirely handmade of wood, and they were sturdy enough to row for days on end, yet light enough for even just one person to carry for lengthy journeys. So for decades, these boats were all over the waters of the Adirondack Mountains, and they were fulfilling the needs for transportation throughout the region. Of course, once the automobile was invented, the guideboats were no longer needed, but they remained wanted. In fact, they started to take on an entirely new role, that of recreational cruising. Today, the Adirondack Guideboat Company keeps that handcraftsmanship fully in focus for legions of loyal buyers as it builds many of its boats out of cedar and still others out of more modern materials. Either way, the boats and the people like Ian, who are behind them, have fantastic stories to share, which we are about to discuss. So, Ian, thanks so much for joining us on Mega Yacht News Radio. Thank you as well. So tell us a little bit about your background. You know, how did uh, you and your brother co-own the company, first of all? So, you know, how did you two get into water sports? um, And, you know, what convinced you to turn your love of water sports into a career? And not just a career, but a career making boats. Um, You know, I would say growing up, our childhood, we have always enjoyed being recreational on the water. Um, my brother actually started off a little earlier than I did working for Mad River Canoe at a Waitsfield, Vermont in the late nineties. And, um, I was at the time graduating high school and I really didn't have much more credit needed. So I actually used part-time job working for Mad River Canoe and actually gained a math credit for it. Um, in my senior year of high school, uh, Justin had been, who's my partner and brother, half owner of the company here, uh, had been working there, working in the production line um, and basically was managing most of production at the time, found me a position starting in the wood shop. And, you know, once I graduated, I had moved out into more of the production floor. And Mad River Canoe at the time was great about pay by performance and something my brother and I always had was strong initiative to succeed and um so we both kind of were placed in you know supervisory positions for the company at a really young age which was an interesting thing to you know come out of high school and be telling guys twice your age what to do for the day um (laughs) so you know it gave us a really early start on you know manufacturing um production and uh we worked for Mad River Canoe for a couple of years and they were purchased from a bigger water sports business that moved down south. And we always had 
the love of the area of living in Vermont and um, Adirondack Guideboat, which was in business for a little while at the time. They started up here in North Beresburg at, you know, 1996, right around. Steve Callback, the designer of the boats, and David Rosen had joined a partnership at that time, producing the boats. Um, as Matter of Canoe kind of moved, they were looking for people with our experiences in, in small boat production. So we kind of started, Justin again beat me here by a couple months, but, you know, as he was working well for the company, he kind of threw my name out there and said, you know, we could do even better if my brother was here. And, you know, we just both strive to do as best as we can. So what originally came out to being molding holes for them out of the composite materials, it turned into us building the wooden boats, helping out with sales, um, you know, really doing whatever we could to help Steve and Dave keep the business thriving and, um, you know, which eventually led into David offering us an opportunity to, to own the company in 2012, um, which has been a great experience so far. And, you know, just a good relationship in the sense that the previous owners are still, you know, friends of ours and, you know, the company hasn't really changed. It's always kind of been the same group that it's always been. So, Right, right. I think that's one of the nice things about the company. You know, it's it's got this incredible history behind it from the, you know, the style of the boats and the purpose of the boats, but there's still a very personal connection to the founders you know, of the company that you guys, that you guys keep. That's, I, I, I hate to say that that's rare in this day and age, but I think it kind of is becoming more and more rare. So when, you know, when I hear of stories like that and all of us here at Mega Yacht News hear about stories like that, it just really resonates. And I think it's so special to be able to celebrate. Absolutely. And in a way it feels like we, we reach the American dream that way. And so, I mean, we are, we are very lucky to have, found the company to work for when we did and you know it it's what we enjoy doing we like to see the outcome of our our work um the excitement from the customers when they receive their boats and um it it just means a lot to both to all of us i would say on all ends so yeah yeah let's talk about some of your customers too um you know do they tend to prefer one type of boat over another meaning, do they have a preference for, say, the the wood boats versus the ones with Kevlar and the more modern materials, or is it a mix? Yeah, um, it's funny. People know of us from the name of Adirondack Guideboat because the guideboat has such a a great name um, and a traditional background. Um, I would say today's most popular boat for ourselves is our 14-foot Vermont Fishing Dory, which Steve Callback designed right around 2006. Um, when when he did it, you know, it kind of set our business in a whole nother direction. We're building basically two to one of that model over our other three composite boats. We do the wooden boats as well, um, but they're much more time consuming. So, you know, typically I would say in a year we're doing anywhere from, you know, three, up, I would say eight of the wooden boats a year. And we sell them in a kit form as well for people to build themselves, which has a little bit higher in numbers. I'd say we do about 20 of those a year. Um, but mainly the 14 foot fishing dory, it, it's, it was, 
originated basically from the design of the of the guide boat, except for with the more practical use that people today would want to use the boats for. Um, it adds more stability, more comfort, um, more rowing room. You can carry more passengers, more gear, um, and it just gives you a more sense of stability getting in and out of it. Right. As a small you know, craft, it's a, I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, as a small craft, it's probably, you know, as weight-wise, it's probably the most stable 14-foot boat weighing 80 pounds that you'd find out there. Yeah, that really puts it into perspective, too, saying that it's 80 pounds, because I knew the history, you know, like I said in the intro for everybody, the history of these boats was that they were sturdy enough to, you know, keep rowing for miles and miles, yet light enough to carry on land if they needed to for a long period. So that's pretty extraordinary. Correct. Yeah, we we do offer a lightweight model, which is our 12-foot boat. That It's a pretty popular boat, too, for the solo use, weighing in at about 34 pounds. Um, so we have a ver- variety, you know, of options in the sense of what people are mainly looking for. You know, I would say the 14-foot boat is you know, like all around the pickup truck, it can do everything, but it's still very efficient to row. And and then we have the 15 foot guide boat, which is, I would say the faster of the designs that we have. And it has the traditional beautiful look um, on the water. And then the 12 foot boat, which serves the purpose of being able to car top easily, go out by yourself, not have a hard time unloading it and loading it back up. Right, right. As it does. Now, are those three the the main models, or do you have other ones as well? Th- those three are the composite main models. Yes, um, I would say popularity-wise, that that is our business building the composite boats. Um, it they're a lot less maintenance to to upkeep, um, and they're just more user friendly. You know, <laughs> the wooden boats come out so beautiful and almost like works almost like furniture so you know a lot of people will say that's too beautiful to use where the composite boats come at a, a better price and you don't feel quite as bad scratching them you know <laughs> right. on the user side of things but, yeah, um, right. I can imagine someone with one of the wood boats and there's so much as a, a, you know, a pencil point mark it's oh no <laughs> right right but it, I mean, in all reality, they're they're all very user friendly, even the wooden boats, and you know, it, it's kind of just character. The more scratches you put on them, in the end. Oh yeah, completely. I mean, it's supposed to be used and it's supposed to be loved. So, you know, as much as it is stunning to look at, the second they they take delivery, it, you know, the boat isn't meant to be put on a shelf, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, what about? Um, you know, what about the customers? Obviously, the people who are going for the composite boats, it's a lot easier to maintain, and it's something that they might yeah. perhaps use a little bit more. But what about the customers who are commissioning the wood boats? How would you characterize them? Um, you know, are it, they more experienced I boaters did- or... I would say everyone's a little bit different in that in that aspect with the wooden boats. I mean, every now and then you have somebody that just wants a piece of furniture in their house, and sometimes you have somebody that just is looking for a specific length, which our Kevlar boats don't offer. You know, the bigger guide boats, 
the more carrying capacity and, you know, the better they are for speed and for racing. So building a 17 foot wooden boat offers something that a composite boat doesn't allow um, as far as carrying capacity. And um, you can double row a 17 foot boat with two sliding seats in it. So, you know, there's certain options you can do by custom building the boats out of wood that you don't receive in the other models that we have. Also, you know, you'll have, we had one customer one time who bought a wooden boat basically to row his girlfriend out to the middle of the lake to propose to her. Oh, nice. You know, and basically it it was the one time they used the boat. So, um, and then you have people that use the boats like they're composite boats and they don't mind. You know, they, they'll throw the oars in them, jump in them, put a ding in them and, you know, do it with a smile because they're enjoying what what they paid for. Right, so. right. Yeah, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. It's supposed to give you pleasure, right? That's why we call this, exactly. this pleasure boating. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So in terms of the amount of time it takes to make the boats, obviously the wood boats take a lot longer. Yeah. So can you walk us through, you know, the, the timeline, the process of it? Yeah, on the wooden boats, you know, we steam bend and laminate all our parts to start um, and mill the lumber. I would say in doing so, we have about 150 hours just making the pieces in order to start putting the boat together. Um, from that point on, you know, Justin and I working together, stripping a stripping a haul out, we can do in about a week's time. It's really the finish work that takes the time, the sanding, the coating, getting things perfect you know, for, for the eye appeal. Um, so I would say in all, all reality, without anything else going on around us, we can build a wooden bow in about a month and a half time. I would say in total with making the parts about 400, 450 hours. Um, the Kevlar boats that we build are, are more of our production line. We can build, you know, one in about 40 hours. It spends about three days in our our open mold. Then we pull the hull out um, and put our woodwork on and finish the trim. And that takes about two days on the floor to do. So in reality, we can do about, you know, I would say four of the composite boats a week, whereas the wooden boats it takes, I'd say one, you know, I, I wouldn't say one a month. I'd say one every two months, you know, two and a half months to put together. Right, right. Yeah, and that's actually, interestingly, um, not too different, um, you know, time-wise compared to how the large boats get built. When there are, uh, say, composite boats that are built in a series, obviously it takes a lot less time to build, whereas something that might be custom, um, there are even still some custom wood yachts out there you know it's it's obviously a much longer timeline but the at the the end of the day the customer who wants that particular boat doesn't care you know i'm sure your customers who want these wood boats yeah that's month and a half sure no worries you know two months whatever it is it you know i want that boat i'll be ready for it and they can't wait to take delivery right and sometimes we put people off you know six months if you know under the certain situation, if we have three or four wooden boats to build, you know, sometimes right. you can be on a waiting list for the next year. Um, 
but we mainly try to try to do as much as we can keep everybody happy that way. Um, right. Right. Yeah, it's all a balancing act, of course. Yeah. Exactly. But as long as they get what they want, you know, at at the end of the day, then it's all good. Exactly. So then from from your personal standpoint, what gives you yeah. the most joy about what you do? Um, I would say seeing the final outcome. Uh, I've always been a hands-on kind of person. Um, so to start something from a piece of material like the Kevlar, the fiberglass and turn it into a boat hull and, you know, to see the final result and, you know, it gives you a sense of pride of your accomplishment. I would say one other thing is seeing a person who you've talked to on the phone about purchasing a boat actually get in their boat for the first time because you can only explain to somebody how well they handle on the water um, on the telephone so well and then when they actually step into them and pull on the oars, you know, for the first time, you just see a smile come to their faces because they are so responsive and easy to handle. And um, really nothing compares to the design on the water in that sense with the leverage of the oars. So, you know, I would say finishing the boat and seeing the completed product, but also seeing the person on the other side receiving it, you know, it gives you the best sense of accomplishment. You know, right. knowing that they're yeah. happy and and enjoying what what you've done, you know, keeping their their spirits alive and you know, giving giving them years of enjoyment in something that you've handmade. Right, definitely. Yeah, that's that's probably um, the most personal touch I would think out of everything that you do. Even though you know your hands are literally on the the parts of the boat that are being made being able to be there and see for yourself their experience start to happen and you know really come to life is has got to be pretty special it, it's great and today with the internet and the way that we can send photos back and forth and you know people sharing their lives and their enjoyment with the boats it, it's a great feeling yeah yeah i'm sure people would send you photos or little videos every now and then in the summertime or even in the fall when they're doing special things with the boats uh, absolutely i would say our whole website was based around our in, our customer base uh, we actually did a photo contest like a couple of years back and um we used all of our customers photos for you know our social media our, our website um and it 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 feels good too because you know it's not it's not like a photo shoot we set up it's actually the boats being used and um people enjoying them yeah it's more uh you know as much as a photo shoot is great it's it's totally different than having the real you know the real images of the people enjoying themselves yeah great well ian thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today it's it's been great speaking with you and learning more about the history of the company and, you know, how you and your brother and your team are keeping it alive. Well, thank you. We appreciate being on and um, hope everyone's doing well out there today. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on for sure. But the, you know, the good thing is that we can continue to keep people's favorite passions alive and, you know, give them, give them something to look forward to when things calm down again. Absolutely. We'll still be here. Yep, absolutely. 
Well, everyone, if you'd like to learn more about what Ian and the team can do for you, you can visit their website, which is adirondackguideboat.com. That's adirondack-guide-boat.com. That wraps up this episode of Mega Yacht News Radio. Thank you so much for listening. If you like what you hear, you can share the word on social media. Plus, you can subscribe to our feed automatically via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Google Play Music. And, of course, if you'd like to learn more about what's going on in the world of large yacht cruising and the wonderful toys all these boats carry, you can check out our daily updated website, which is megayachtnews.com. Until next time, I'm Diane Byrne. 